The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon Podcast. We are obviously going through a crisis right now at our southern border. There are now 25 Republican governors supporting Texas in their efforts to stop the invasion coming into our country. Governor Abbott has been trying to get these folks pouring over the border to sanctuary cities as quickly as he can. But now he's getting pushback and we're all sitting here like, why? This is what you wanted. It's what you campaigned on. It's what you advertised for. You rallied in your cities to become a safe harbor to illegal immigrants, but now a change of heart. Well, my guest today is asking people in his town, my hometown, if they want to step up and take in some illegal immigrants into their homes. I mean, these are folks that are putting out the signs. You know those signs. They're black and they have different phrases and all different colors. And one of those says no human being is illegal. So, you know... Like anyone would assume, he's assuming, well, you must want to help out and have them in your house. He thought they might want to help Chicago with their overflowing shelters. And I think that he was trying to make a point at the same time. We'll chat with Josh McBroom about what's going on in Naperville, Illinois. But first, let me tell you about my friends at American Financing and how they've been helping your neighbors save money for 25 years. They've saved their customers an average of $854 a month by tapping into their home's equity to pay off high interest debt. So your your home has value. You can use it to help pay off your debts. And with mortgage rates dropping into the fives, now is a great time to call American Financing. All it takes is a 10-minute call to 866-890-9313. They never charge any upfront fees, and that's why they have 7,200 Google reviews and a 4.7 star rating. They've helped thousands of customers save real money and put themselves into a better financial position. So call today. See what they can do for you. It's 866-890-9313. That's 866-890-9313. AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS one eight two three three four NMLS consumer 
www.ncaaccess.org. APR rates in the fives to start at 6.406% for well-qualified buyers. Call 866-890-9313 for details about credit costs and terms. And now let's get back to Josh. I want to bring Josh McBroom to the podcast. He's a Naperville, Illinois councilman who recently went viral for suggesting the residents who are supportive of Biden's current open border policy, they just say, hey, bring these folks to my house. Let these unvetted people flowing across the border. We don't know who they are. We don't know what they're here to do. But you know what? You love them. You want them to come across the border. You don't want to have to check them out. Welcome him into your homes. Josh, welcome to the podcast. I mean, that's what's going on, right? Exactly. Um, you know, Tudor, I uh, I was being uh, provocative um, and and sincere at the same time. Um, you know, Naperville, where you're from, and um, is, is still a wonderful town. By, by any measure, it, it's, it's still one of the greatest places to, to raise a family in, in the country. And uh, But I think the the voters in Naperville, and I, I think it's very similar to probably many of these suburbs all around the country that have started in the last five, 10 years, really shifted to, to vote for Democrat governors and Democrat Congress uh, men and women. And, and in Naperville, we went for Joe Biden by 20 points. It wasn't even close. Um, and and we're seeing uh we've had six buses i think come through naperville they, they go on the train station and pass through and right now we're not providing any aid to to house or or shelter but our constituents are asking us and we're a big city and in, in illinois and and so what I, i'm surprised i knew it was get it you know get some noise in naperville i'm trying to get people's attention i did not know it would go viral nationwide and i'm getting calls from fox news etc um but uh you know, I'm glad the conversation is happening because I'm going to go yeah. right to the truth of it. I want to, I always want to go right to the truth. And it's like, listen, I, I heard you. you. You have a sign in front of your house that says that you support this policy. Uh, many of you voted for it. And and look at what we have now. And, and that's really what I want to talk about. I You know, what I'm seeing is not humane. Right. Human trafficking is not humane. Fentanyl is not humane. There's people that are dying uh, trying to cross the border. There's people that are homeless in Chicago in the dead of winter. So the, the compassionate crowd, the compassionate set, I'm asking them and I'm giving them a polite challenge. And a lot of my conservatives, maybe my deadpan delivery was a little too good. They didn't see it, right? <laughs> they the media thought you were like, it. come bring them to yes. me. We'd love to have them. I'm sure people will open their homes. I think this is funny because having grown up there, so DuPage County always went red. And in the last few cycles, DuPage is now suddenly going blue. And those are likely the kids that I went to high school with that are now adults, and they're voting blue. And I, And from my perspective, it's fascinating because I grew up in a very conservative family, but I say now having run for office and having gone to a high school like Naperville Central, where it was very progressive and it was very progressive for its time back in the 90s and the 80s and the 90s when I was going to school there, there was a lot of push toward progressive policies. I mean, we had a comparative religions class and we weren't allowed to study Christianity in the comparative religions class, you know, and these were things that I didn't realize when I was in high school. Because I was like, oh, okay, we're just learning these new things. I didn't realize the direction it was pushing us in. And in high school, we were very much taught that 
we had health ed and we were very much taught that you have a if you get pregnant it's a clump of cells and it is your human right to be able to get rid of that clump of cells it wasn't really discussed what it was so i even know that that started that progressive talk and that indoctrination started when i was there and now we see the fruits of that in a in a town that has been a, a real, like you said, it's a beautiful town to live in. It has some of the top schools in the countries, top schools in Illinois. And these folks are bringing in all of these horrible policies that will cost more money, that will create a dangerous situation. And like if you're in Naperville, you feel pretty safe. You don't feel like someone's going to come and rob you at knife point. You don't feel like someone's going to break into your house. But now these people, you put them to the test. Well, do you want to have these people come to your house? You know nothing about them. They're owned by the cartels. They paid cartel members to get here. They were likely exposed to hideous violence and probably rape on the way up here. And you have no idea what their intentions are once they are in your town. You want to have them in your house? That's exactly right. And, you know, there's people on the right that are like, you know, Josh, you're some bleeding heart liberal. He's another, you know, they're, they're coming at me. It's like, you know, fine, I'll take the arrows. But there's a conversation. And these people that supported this policy are like, wait a minute. Is this guy talking about my house? When I said welcoming, I didn't mean my house. I didn't mean yeah. my neighborhood. I meant mm-hmm. other places. I just want to put the sign out, and I want to say that I, I care. Uh, and, I, and I'm saying, hey, no, okay, we've got a problem. And, you know, maybe that's – maybe this conversation is, is, is highlighting maybe something good. Like, hey, maybe there is some agreement here that this is a major problem, and we need solutions – my, my solution would be to secure the border. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, if you did have people that said, oh, yeah, okay, this is what I want to do. I mean, I'm not advocating for putting people in an unsafe situation, but I think you'd find out pretty quickly what exactly that means and, and how how dangerous it is to not have any vetting for the people who are coming right across our border. And, you know, we one thing that happened here in our town in Muskegon a few years ago, there's this group, I think they're called Welcoming America, and they're going across America and they are you you can become your city council or your city commission can vote to make you a welcoming city. So this is the new sanctuary city, right? So I think it was like 2018, Muskegon was voting on becoming a welcoming city. And I went and spoke at the council meeting and I said, what are you talking about? You have no idea who you would be bringing in here. We don't have... Our city doesn't have extra resources. We certainly don't have extra resources to take care of people who we don't know. And we don't want to have to have extra policing resources if we bring in a bunch of people who are here illegally, who have committed a crime to come here, and we don't know their intentions. So quite possibly could be dangerous. Oh, the uproar of how could you say that people coming across the border are dangerous? Like, because... You don't know anything. You've literally done no research to find out if they want to be Americans or if they want to be some criminal element that comes in here and does something bad to our country. You've done no research at the border. It's crazy town. Crazy town. So I, I, uh, you know, um, it's been wild. I I, I was surprised that this is so fascinating to like national news because I'm like, isn't this what we say to each other privately all the time? Like this is the first time anyone's ever, don't we say, hey, you know, they supported that. Why don't they have them in their house? I just said it in public and it's like, oh my gosh, like someone actually said it. Like it's- But because you said it from a position of an elected official saying, you know, we're, we're gonna allow this, but it sounds like some folks have stepped in and gone, oh no, no, no. We're not going to allow this. And, and and the reason, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but the reason that you suggested this is that Chicago is overwhelmed and Chicago is going to the suburbs and saying, hey, look, we can't do this anymore. And that's what I find so fascinating. Like, oh, we're a welcoming city. We'd love to be a sanctuary city. And then it's like, actually, this sucks. Could you take some? You know, so I mean, like, hello, you, you asked for this. Yes. Right. And right. now they're going to the suburbs. So what I find the most fascinating is that this idea was shot down, right? Other folks came in and said, no, we're not going to do this. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, it's interesting how everyone heard about it and I proposed (laughs) it and I didn't get a single person to call me and say, hey, is the sign up sheet ready, Josh? Like, I want to I want to sign the sign up sheet. Not a whole lot of takers. Right. in all these these conservative friends of mine, and, and a lot of them, they don't know me, so I get, I I see how they could take it out of context. It gets clipped in the you know soundbite world and everything, but but you know some of them like, well, what are you doing? You're gonna invite a bunch of, you're gonna have a sign up sheet. I'm like, you guys, did you see Martha's Vineyard? No one's signing the sheet, okay? That is such a great example. Like, I love the images on Martha's Vineyard where all of the, like, rich suburban women are waving, like, with their rings. You know, they're like, bye, little migrants. We loved having you for a few days. It's nice that you got to see how rich we are. I mean, come on! Yeah, yeah. And that's what's going on in Chicago suburbs. It's like, hey, uh, you know... Nice to meet you from Venezuela. Now, can you get on that train and get the heck out of here? Yeah, right. I don't really want you right. here. 
Right. I mean, that's the that is the that is the typical liberal elitist. And this is what we as conservatives are trying to expose in this country. You don't have this bleeding heart. You actually don't give a crap. You like the optics of the sign in your yard. But when it comes down to like the when the rubber meets the road, you're gone. You don't give a crap about these people, because if you did, you would do the research to find out what is really happening at our border. And I will say that I had a woman on who was a, a bleeding heart liberal openly and is still a liberal. She's still a, a Democrat. She still votes progressively. But she said, you know, I wanted to prove Donald Trump wrong. And I decided I would do a documentary at the border and prove that this was not true, that these people were not, they were really coming here for a better life. And what she found in the documentary was horrendous, horrendous. Even one of the stories was a young Indian family who'd come over from India and they were trying to cross the border and they actually were not in a situation, financial situation where they had to do it that way, but they chose to just come across the border illegally so they didn't have to deal with immigration. And that's, let's remember, that's a part of this. If you have an open border, it's like, well, why go the legal route when it's going to be a challenge? I'll just come in. So their daughter ended up dying along the way on the trip. And this was, like I said, a well-to-do Indian family. And she said that it was horrendous that they had this on film, this family having just lost their daughter. She said, you know, they had seen people drown, people be be beaten, people be raped, and the cartel owning these people. That was the reality. And even though that didn't, we're not asking people, you know, switch parties, change your whole life. We're asking people to be realistic about what's safe. If your party is voting for this, then maybe you don't vote that person in. Maybe you demand, if you want to vote progressive on other things, demand your party take care of human life. I mean, that's pretty easy. Right, right. Yeah. I hope that message resonates. You know, if you want to be compassionate, there's nothing compassionate about this open border policy. People are dying. Yeah. Like you said, rape and, and fentanyl coming in the country. It's 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 sad sad to watch and um why do you think this happens in these kind of elitist suburbs where people really i mean there are a few people in a suburb like naperville who are truly struggling naperville is a, a pretty wealthy suburb so why do you think it's so prevalent in suburbs like this where people are like oh we want to we're all going to live off of solar power in the winter when it's snowing and have migrants in our neighborhoods. Like, why? Why do they do right. that? Yeah, this guy got a lot of theories, too. Right? I don't Man, that's a tough one. Um, you know, when life is good, uh, you, you, you think about, you know, things to, to worry about, right? <laughs> like the, pl- the, the planet, you know? I, I, um, I, don't, I don't know. They um, don't have enough to worry about. They're like, what can I make a big deal today? <laughs> Right. Well, I think it's and I, I want to be. And then when did our society become just virtue signaling? I mean, we really saw that during COVID, right? I was, I was, I kind of made my name around here. I, this is insane. You know, the kids were, and in Naperville, really, our kids were locked out for a long time, longer mm. than the rest of the country. Of course, a lot of that was uh, Governor Pritzker, but most of it, you know. Um, but that was like virtue signal mania of I'm the good person, I'm better than you. I've got a mask on. Well, I've got two masks on. You know, I and it's just like it's a never-ending chase to be like I'm the be- I have the biggest heart. I'm the I'm the best person out there. And and this was like, okay, you got a big heart. You got a big house too. Your house mm-hmm. is pretty big. It could probably fit a, a migrant family. So 
you know, let, let's go all the way. And that, I tell conservatives all the time, like, I, I think you're fighting these people wrong. Like, you're just yelling at them and, hey, don't call them migrants. Give call them, them what they want. Right. Tell them they're not doing enough. That's right. They've got the virtue sig- signaling sign in their yard. They're telling you that's what they want. Prove them wrong. I mean, that's the thing. You know what? Put them all in one small area and tell them you get two windmills and five solar panels. Let's see how you do with them. I mean, this is the point where we're getting to. It's like the people up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan are like, okay, you're shutting down the pipeline and you're telling us we're going to windmills in the snow. Like, the windmills and solar power doesn't it doesn't work in the upper peninsula of michigan and yet we're shutting down the pipelines to all of the propane like people who actually have to worry about things to your point they're like hello this is not okay we can't have like i my truck my work truck is not going to start if it's an electric battery all of these things are just so stupid and that's the reality of it nobody's like this is stupid But it's stupid. People are for some reason afraid to say Governor Whitmer has stupid policies. The things she's doing are stupid. She had the stupid state of the state address this week that was filled with a bunch of stupid ideas. It was we're going to give free school. Like, hello, you don't you have nothing, Governor Whitmer. Literally, if you are the governor, you don't have anything. You don't own the state. You don't you are just somebody who is managing how the state should run. You don't get to just take all of our taxpayer dollars and create free things that you call free and act like you're like, you know, good witch Glinda. And you're like, and now I give you this, my children. And now I give you this, my children. But that's what we see with these governors. So you're in the same situation with Pritzker. Right now you're watching as Joe Biden is like stumbling through life, right? He's talking about, he's mumbling about making beer with the Great Lakes. I don't even know what he's saying anymore. No one does. It's like, we, I don't, maybe we could have the Munchkins come in and try to decipher it. And Glinda over there in Michigan can be waving her wand. I don't know. But clearly they're trying to figure out who is going to replace him because Either they have to figure out a way to get rid of him or he's just not going to make it. I mean, let's be honest. So we are seeing that Whitmer is in that lineup. I mean, just today they had a big article in Michigan. They're like, oh, you know, we think Gretchen Whitmer could be president in this year. Like she could be elected this year. Pritzker is another one. When you see that, what do you think? Well, yeah, we'd like to get rid of of Pritzker here, but... You know, but um, do you want him as president? No, God, you know, I I don't know, but I my whole county would vote for him. That's so terrifying, (laughs) right? Uh, I mean, we do not want Illinois taxes in the whole country. No offense, and I don't, you know, I'm I'm painting this picture that I live in like you know San Francisco, uh, full on commie land. I mean, but it's 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 blue, right? It's it's probably fifty five forty five. So we still have a lot of conservative base here. you know, we're not we're not Seattle yet, but uh, yeah, we're we're for for the partisan races around here. If you have an R in front of your name, you're you have a really hard time winning. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think there have to be some people. I mean, I obviously still watch my friends and their comments on social media that still live in Naperville. And and I would say they are on the progressive side. And, and I think... I don't know what they think of, and they're like, "Oh, one of these people came out of our high school and went to the dark side." <laughs> like, uh, don't associate with Tudor, but um, but I watch them, and I think when they see something like this in their own town, and I think that's why we kind of like are holding you up as this hero of reality because when they see someone in their own town who is giving to them exactly what they're asking for, okay, you want this, take it. That it, you have to think. You know, at that point, you have to think about the sign you have in your yard, about the rhetoric you go out and and spew on a daily basis, about the fact that you're teaching your kids that we should have an open border and it's nice. And then once you have somebody in a position, uh, an elected position who's saying, well, now you get your wish. You just tell us when and we'll bring them right to you. And they have to say to their kids, well, we're not actually going to take in a family like this. Yeah, it's not what we meant. Yeah, right. I want you to take care of them, but not me. Yeah. That's not exactly what I want. Right. So what the do you government. think the what do you think the future is for I mean people the the next generation that is watching this. I think it's been interesting to see because we saw this in 2016. It was a major issue in the presidential 
in the presidential race in 2016. And I do believe that this is one of the big issues that pushed Donald Trump over the edge. You know, the whole rant of uh, we're going to build the wall and everybody was chanting, yes, let's build the wall because they got it. Yeah. And then the Democrats do what they do best. They flipped the the narrative and they said, this is a humanitarian issue. We've got to let these people in. And all of those folks who are so easily manipulated by that language, like you have what these people don't. You should feel guilty. They're your victim. Fix this. They were like, yes, we are going to vote for a Democrat who is going to fix this and open this border and let these people flow in. And then suddenly you've got Eric Adams and Mayor Johnson, and they're going, hey, actually, you guys, it is so hard to do this. We can't actually do this. And it's it's funny to watch them tie themselves into a pretzel because Eric Adams is like, now, I fully think that we should be like welcoming to these people. Just I'm having trouble being welcoming. So I'm going to have to kick your kids out of school for the day because we're going to need that building. And now the American people are going, holy cow, we we can't we don't have the resources for this. Yeah. We're seeing our biggest city in the country crumble under the pressure of these migrants so what does that mean just give us your prediction is the border i mean we're hearing out of these exit polls in iowa and new hampshire that the border is one of the top issues does the border decide this election in 24 i think so i mean i don't know if this is accurate but i thought i think somebody I saw something like 80%, if you poll people, 80% of Americans want the border secure. Um, you, you look in Chicago and, and Mayor Johnson there, I mean, there, there's Democrats there calling for his him to be recalled. I mean, he's got like vultures like, you know, coming around him and, and, and he's fighting with Pritzker and, and you're right, you, they all ask for this stuff, but, and they're like cannibalizing each other right now. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're like you said, they're tying themselves into knots and everybody wants to distance themselves from, oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't, no, no, you did, you did actually. And um, I, yeah, I do think that the border is gonna be a, and, and you do need, you do need to, to speak to liberals in, in their language and, and they are, a lot of them, emotional people. And, and I love a lot of them, but look, listen, it's not, this is not humane, right? Like. Uh, when you're pounding your fist saying these are illegals, we got to run them up and deport them mm. out. Like, no, tell them about the rape. Tell them about the little kid that showed up at the train station in the middle of winter, didn't have a coat on. That's in what Chicago. This in Chicago when it's 20 below. That's what this policy is. And it's hurting people. And I think that's you really have to go right to that with them to make them kind of woke and then and then tell them that they have to have them in their house, too. <laughs> well, I think that what we're seeing is that they had never experienced this. And and the problem for Democrats right now is that it's not the people in Naperville that are seeing this. And to be honest, the people in Naperville are not going to see this because your community is going to protect them from anything dangerous coming into the community because you have the money to do that. And that's just quite honestly the ugly hard truth of the fact that this is not going to harm the elites. What it's doing is the people who are voting Democrat in the cities that are struggling already, that do use the resources that are given to them by the government, are saying, wait a minute, you're taking the resources that we so desperately need and you're giving them away. And now the Democrats have quite a conundrum because their hardcore voters, the people who have always come out for them, are saying, oh, no, 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 we want a choice here. And Chicago was very interesting because they said, we want a choice, 
to get rid of this sanctuary city. We don't want to vote for a sanctuary city when we're done. We need to, you to focus on us. We're the, we're the citizens here. This is our city. We need help. And Mayor Johnson, he pulls some shenanigan to, so that they can't vote on it. He gets it taken off the ballot. They can't vote on it. I mean, that's when I believe that people wake up. And that's why I think what you have done, what Governor Abbott has done, these are heroic moves by just calling them out, just giving them what they're asking for. And truly, they've come back and said, wow, this is not what we were expecting. So I just wanted to say thank you. I And I want everybody to know that Naperville is an amazing place. I mean, it really is. It's a beautiful city. I had the best childhood growing up there. I mean, it was a little different when I grew up. There certainly wasn't like the Pottery Barn and Restoration Hardware. We had a bowling alley. So that was a little bit different in downtown downtown Naperville. But I watched it grow. I watched it grow into all those things in such a great and amazing way. And I love what you're doing there because as much as I say, well, they're not going to be affected by it. They're not going to be touched by it. Like, I want Naperville to be a safe place. I want that community to continue to be what it was when I grew up in it. And I think that's the thing. That's the message that conservatives are trying to get out that people aren't hearing. We're not making fun of you. I mean, we might be a little. But we're not making fun of the fact that you have a beautiful place to live and that you've done well. We just think that the fair thing is to make sure that Americans are doing well across the board, that it's not these pockets of posh people who get to have whatever they want and pretend that they're going to help out, but then they don't. So to us, you are a hero, and I am glad that you're out there protecting Naperville. Josh McBroom, thank you for being on today. Thank you, Tudor. And thank you all for joining us on the Tudor Dixon Podcast. For this episode and others, go to TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can subscribe right there. Head over to the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and join us next time on the Tudor Dixon Podcast. Have a blessed day. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator. Now you'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com/tutor. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.